0: Welcome to the Office 365 Developer Show. I'm your host, Jeremy Thake. The only show focused on Office 365 development where I talk to the experts from all over the globe coding on the Office 365 platform. For more information on Office 365 development, please visit dev.office.com and follow us on the hashtag Office365Dev. Welcome to episode 33 of the Office 365 Developer Pod Show. I'm currently in South Africa right now at the Office 365 Summit, which is a free event. We've got about just over, I think, 850 people here. And we had a keynote yesterday of uh, Michael Wattala and a bunch of people from the PG talking about kind of our vision around Office 365. And then um, in the developer track, we have two tracks. And we had Richard Deriziga, Israel Vega, and Nathan Miller all talking about Office 365 development. And um, we've had some great questions from the crowd. Personally, it's been really good to be here and speak to people, ask the experts, and, and hear the questions they have around the platform, and to have some one-on-one time with some people here to. Get their feedback on what they think of what we're doing and what we could do to improve to help them get started with Office 365 development. From a weekly update perspective it's been a, a really exciting week. In episode 11 we had the um, two teams that were in the Imagine Cup finals and um, the team that wrote the uh, essentially the tool for PowerPoint that allowed you to insert code snippets directly into PowerPoint and automatically format, them depending on the language, they've actually shipped the app to the Office Store. So if you go to PowerPoint and insert ribbon and then you go into the store and you select select code presenter pro, you'll actually be able to just add this app into PowerPoint to a slide uh, for free and insert your um, code and you can even do things like collapse regions and certain blocks and different bits and pieces so it's really nice for demonstrating the power of the app model and obviously if you're doing a lot of presentations with code it's you know a perfect example and a great use that um, those guys have put together so definitely go and check that out that was team iGeek that um, built that app um, from China so um, Code Presenter Pro I'll put the link to the store uh, app in the show notes as well We also have been busy from an MSDN developer documentation perspective. We started to flesh out a lot more information around the app launcher and My Apps page um, that you get within Office 365, with some explanations on how you can actually get applications to show up in your My Apps page, either via the Azure AD kind of marketplace or from your own custom application. So definitely worth checking out that if you're interested in customizing the My Apps. And there's some great links that um, Mauricio will talk about in the show where we're um, highlighting the features of this as well. And then Tobias Zimmergren, who is a great MVP blogger, has been around for a long, long time in the the Office space, um, started writing about the Office 365 API sandbox, which we announced at the um, TechEd Europe, where you can go in and run, sample JavaScript code against the new Office 365 APIs, but also you can log in and authenticate it to your own environment and test the APIs without even needing to code in your own IDE like Visual Studio. So he um, did a great job of walking through the APIs and seeing what's available and the, the JSON formatting. So a big thanks to Tobias for putting together that blog post and the screenshots on that. So thank you for that. And then, Todd Boginski, who I've been working with on the Property Inspector app, which is a code sample that's available to go and grab from dev.office.com and then forward slash code samples, he starts talking about certain components of that application. And In his blog post, he talks about how you can install mail-ups into your Office 365 tenancy through the Office 365 administration screens and, and what the experience looks like inside Outlook online in the web browser. So. Great to see him starting to document a lot of the work he did in building that Property Inspector for the TechEd Europe demos to highlight and showcase the iOS SDK and the Android SDK and the Cordova and Xamarin Visual Studio Projects samples that we have in that Property Inspector repo. And then lastly, uh, Shaxx, who I seem to be mentioning every week on this show from the Visual Studio team, has actually written a really nice blog post very similar to what he did last week with web apps, uh, NBC web apps, on how to build a Windows app against the Office 365 APIs with Visual Studio. Um, And it's step-by-step instructions on how to do that and extremely useful if you're looking to connect the Office 365 APIs using ad-connected service. So definitely worth a look at this week's pod show weekly updates. And um, if you feel like you're blogging and I'm not including you in my lists, please reach out to me on the Yammer network, which is linked in the show notes, um, or reach out to me on Twitter um, to draw some attention to what you're writing about. So in this show today, I got a chance to speak to Mauricio Ardenes and Russell Palmer, who were kind of instrumental in in re- the release of the MyApps and the App Launcher custom functionality in timeframes of TechEd Europe. It's a great show in explaining the logic and of why we did it. So I hope you enjoy the show. Next week, we actually have Rolando... Jimenez Elgado talking about the Office Client apps and some of the um, future roadmap around that and some of the decisions they made around kind of how you can extend the Office Client. So, two great back to back shows with uh, Brian's leads. We already had Rob Howard on in episode 30, so it was great to get Mauricio and Rolando on as well. Again, if you've got any suggestions for shows, please reach out to us on the Yammer Network, the pod show group. If there's particular topics you don't think we're covering, I'd love to go and run around in engineering in Redmond and find them and get them on the show. Okay, so I'm here in uh, Building 34 today with uh, Roussel Aldonaise and Russell Palmer. I've been working closely with those guys since we uh, launched the app launcher and the My Apps page at TechEd Europe end of October. It feels like forever ago now with everything else that's gone on since then. But um, welcome to the show, guys. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Um, so, Recio, do you want to just do a bit of an introduction of, you know, like, who you are, where, how long you've been at Microsoft, and what you've worked on, kind of, all up? Have you always been in Office, etc.?
1: Sure, yeah. So, uh, so I'm Recio I'm a Program Manager in Office. And uh, I've been around Microsoft for a while. I started in the mid-90s and just done a variety of roles working primarily in the developer space. So I've worked in developer relations, the server and tools business, and uh, I've been in the office division for about the last five years. And uh, my time in office has always been in the office platform, office extensibility space. Yeah, and so you were really useful when
0: we were in Barcelona because you actually spoke the native language, so. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Get, I could, getting I could <laughs>
1: taxis <laughs> uh, and, uh, and helping with uh, ordering food and
0: stuff Just trying to find restaurants and yeah making sure the taxi drivers don't rip us off it was great <laughs> <laughs> so there were many benefits to you being a at ticket europe but that was definitely one of them definitely i know uh, russell what about yourself mm-hmm. my name is russell palmer i'm a program manager in
2: office as well i've been here for about six years and also in the developer programmability space before this i was on the solutions framework team and we worked on the apps for Office and apps for SharePoint. Uh, and before that, I was on the business connectivity services team. And so what we did there is we worked on getting line of business, backend database data into SharePoint and, and Office. Yeah, so a
0: so lot of were, fun there. So were you there when CJ was in the team? I was, yeah. All oh, right, okay, so you worked yeah. together with him. Yeah. yeah. Wow, look at that. It's a small world small world <laughs> so because cj transferred from program management over to product management yep. So, yep. yeah yeah it it's quite interesting that. hearing how people's experiences are of being in the engineering side and in the marketing side and different bits like that we had rob howard on the show two weeks ago and he was talking about the difference between what program management is and what product management is because there's often a lot of questions of you know how does that work who does what yeah. So clearly, you guys do all the work, <laughs> and then we go and present it and get all the credit. That's basically yeah. how it like, goes. Sounds like a fair deal. <laughs> <laughs> and we just give you a hard time when the features aren't there if they're not working. That's how I explain it. <laughs> Robs was a lot more politically correct. Yeah, yeah. But um, so as you said, you know, for tech ed, we I was working with you a lot on the app launcher and my apps. I guess Mo, do you want to uh, uh, from the perspective, of what is the app launcher and what is my apps for those that? maybe in SharePoint Server or Russell, um, you know, if they're on SharePoint Server and they're not seeing this stuff because they're not in the Office 365 experience, just to get an idea about, you know, what it, what it is and, and, and the purpose.
2: Yeah, so the My House page is a great way for users to see basically all the apps, applications that they have access to that they can use on their day-to-day. So they're jumping between their mail and their calendar, but also with this release, they can get to their third-party apps. So if they've got app specific to their role or their vertical space. And we've seen lots of cool apps coming out that people can use. And if they really like them, they can pin them from the My Apps page to their app launcher. And what that does is it gives them quick access to these apps uh, when they're working in Office 365 in the browser.
0: So is there, uh, from that perspective when I'm jumping around, like so I'm in Outlook, I'm literally clicking the app launcher in the top left, and that's going to drop me down the, the menu screen. We're very similar to like this, the new start screen, actually, in Windows 10. Exactly, yeah. It definitely
2: follows Microsoft's design language. So, like you said, you can be in Outlook, and then you want to jump into uh, DocuSign, for example, and sign something, and then get back to a mail. So, it's it's just a great way to keep everything organized and in one place.
0: And, Rocio, from that perspective, was there what were the major drivers of why we built this? Like, was there killer pain points we were seeing as people were using? Office three sixty five in the browser. Yeah, so it,
1: it, if we go back, this uh, this app launcher is is being released as part of a, a refresh of the Office three sixty five suite UI, and, uh, and in addition to all the things that Russell talked about, like it, it has other things like theming and just like a refreshed look. What came before that was we had uh, really a, a kind of a clear a separation between the applications that are part of Office 365, like mail and calendar and sites and people. There's separation between that and the applications that you have from the Office Store or that your organization built and added to SharePoint. And Those lived in uh, lived in sites. And there were two basic problems that we were trying to solve. One was, as we were adding new applications into the Office 365 suite, we were sort of reaching the practical limits of the number of links that you could show in the top nav and uh, in, in fact it, depending on uh, how big your monitor was uh, sometimes you would have some apps that would go into the overflow space that we had on the right side of the nav and so that was that was one thing just having something that was more scalable for never increasing number of apps that come with office 365. the second thing is that because we work in the extensibility space we talk to customers and developers that wanted to know how they could get their own solutions to show alongside the core apps of Office 365. And in fact, what we found was that uh, sort of like developers, being you know being very resourceful and clever, had figured out ways of using JavaScript to try to inject their own apps into the NAPBAR. But, but that wasn't really done in a way that was sort of supportable or that we could ensure that you know was going to continue working as we rolled down the upgrades. So we wanted to provide a way that developers could do that in a in a supportable way. So that's basically uh, what the My Apps page and the App Launcher do. So we give you an ability where you can have many more apps and uh, we give users the control so they can customize it and personalize it for the apps that they find most often or the apps that are most relevant to them. And so
0: how do things show up in the My Apps page so that you can then pin them? Obviously the out-of-the-box products like Delve and the video portal, et cetera, are all, are all in there. But if a developer or whether it's an ISV or an enterprise dev wanted to surface some things in there, what, what are the ways that you
1: can currently do it and what ways do you envisage that happening in the future? The way that you can add apps there today, there's, there's a few different ways. And one way that you can add it is apps through the Azure, the Azure Active Directory Gallery. And the Azure Active Directory Gallery is a gallery of about about 2,500 SaaS applications that have been pre-integrated into Azure Active Directory. So for those in the audience that may not know, Azure Active Directory provides the authentication and authorization services for Office 365. And the fact that Azure AD already has pre-integrated these 2,500 SaaS applications means that all those apps are available to Office 365 customers to add into their My Apps page. And those are apps like Salesforce, DocuSign, Workday, GitHub, you know, there's a long list of SaaS applications. They have kind of two models that they support. One is through Federation, so you get single sign-on through Federation. And the other one is through, they call password SSO, password vaulting. And that's where, as a user, you can store your username and password in the directory and then you can pick strong passwords, random passwords, unique passwords for every site. You don't have to remember them. They'll be stored in the directory, and then when you launch them from the browser, they have a plugin technology that will provide the the SaaS application with your credentials and it'll sign you in, and uh, that works on all the major browsers. So that's one way, through the Active Directory Gallery. The second way is using in a flavor of OAuth called OpenID Connect and OpenID Connect is a, an identity layer that you add on top of uh, OAuth 2. It's, it's a standard and uh, what OpenID Connect is it allows applications to implement single sign-on and so through the power of OAuth and OpenID Connect you can essentially have a link on the developer's website where you can say sign in with Office 365 or sign in with Azure Active Directory and once you authorize that application, we will complete the registration process so that as part of that consent, the application will show up in the MyOps page. So that that's what's currently supported in the system. And uh, as you were asking, where do we see it going? Where we wanna go is we wanna add the ability, we wanna make it more discoverable, we wanna make it easier for our users to be able to find applications. And so we're also going to add the ability to browse the Office Store and be able to acquire applications through the
0: Office Store. And so right now in the Office Store, we have Apps for Office and Apps for SharePoint. Now they're using, from an authentication perspective, OAuth 1 and Azure ACS, whereas this new OpenID Connect is all OAuth 2 and Azure Active Directory. So is there any convergence coming there? We've talked a little bit with Rob Howard on this. of, You know, like if I wanted to use the same or
1: like what's the story going to be? I'm not sure exactly how much uh, details Rob went into, but uh, you can think of it as our registry for applications has always been Active Directory. But when we launched the initial wave of, of apps for Office 365, Azure Active Directory had not yet exposed the public OAuth mechanisms. So today, those applications rely on a combination of sharepoint and acs to complete the whole application registration and token flow and since that time that we launched now all of that capability is available directly from azure active directory and so that's one of the things that we're that we're actively working on is a mechanism that essentially allows both of these registration management and protocols to work side by side so that you can have applications so essentially make more transparent the, the fact that uh, powering SharePoint apps is the Azure Active Directory and having a common set of protocols that allow applications uh, not just to talk to SharePoint, but talk to all the different service endpoints in Office 365. And so this is an evolution from the class of applications right. uh, that we started with. And, and so from
0: a collector's perspective, I know, you, you know you've worked on this internally, Russell, where mm-hmm people may notice that it's not just the uh, Azure Active Directory application gallery where if they add things through there, they'll, the tiles will appear mm-hmm. in the My Apps page. Mm-hmm. But if I've custom built my own one, like Marissa just said, and, and you know, we, you're know using OpenID Connect, they'll appear in there too. Or if I've got a, a mobile application right now mm-hmm. that I've used, a client ID and secret, which has come from the Azure Active Directory mm-hmm. application, they'll all start popping up in that My Apps page. What's the technology behind that that you guys have built, and, and is there any other collectors coming around that? Exactly,
2: yeah, we definitely wanted uh, this page to sort of be the one place you can go to see all of the apps that interact with Office and have access to the user's data within Office. So we will build a number of collectors that go out to the different catalogs and stores that have apps for office and and SharePoint and to be able to pull those all in, in one place. uh, So you have a really nice tiled layout and you can launch into any of these different types of apps. And for things maybe that aren't launchable, like the mobile apps, you can at least see the list of them and see everything you've granted access to and to be able to revoke that. The vision is to end up with collectors uh, out to exchange, to get the mail apps, to the Office Marketplace to get the store apps, obviously to SharePoint, as you mentioned, and then as well, Azure Active Director, we have the collectors for that as well. So it's a
0: little bit like when I'm in, if I'm in Twitter and I've logged into a site with Twitter and I've given it permissions to access my contacts in Twitter or yep, the exactly. Facebook notion where I've let FarmVille have access to my friends list and then FarmVille's annoying all my friends by telling it. The, you know, Jeremy's playing Farmville, that page is going to be where you'll be able to go. Okay, I'm going to kind hey. of revoke that access there. Or- exactly,
2: yeah. Like if you have a bunch of mobile devices and you've signed in with, with Office on these devices, maybe you don't have the device anymore, or you don't have access to it, you just wanna see everything, even from years ago that you've given access to be able to go in and, and say, oh, I don't use this anymore, or, or I don't trust this for any one reason, and to be able to remove that. And that way you can make sure that all of your Office data is safe and secure.
0: Right, and then the story at the admin level, Marcia, with like the fact that I can see for every application that's been registered in my tenant, Um, Right now, the administrators can actually see what users have consented for that DocuSign app or so forth. Is is there any other things coming there that will help with that management layer? I know, for instance, right now, as an admin, I can go and grant individual users, but maybe you could talk a little bit about, I know we've talked with Vittoria a little bit on, you know, kind of the group
1: assignment maybe coming in the future as well. Yeah, so admins have have several options, and this is sort of consistent with, other administration functions in Office 365 you have the full set of management capabilities are available in Azure Active Directory and that's where for example you can manage users groups applications number of app launches who has access to what do assignments that's an experience that's that's always evolving and always uh, adding new capabilities it's also where you do things like configure directory federation, and two-factor auth, and you know, just advanced capabilities. And that works alongside a kind of a smaller subset of more you know, sort of like commonly used features that you might need to just get up and running with Office 365, which are available through Office the Office 365 administration page. And uh, those are the two places where admins can go. One is a uh, kind of very simple and, uh, And seamlessly integrated with the Office 365 UI, and then in Azure is where you go to do more advanced functions. And uh, as Russell was saying, the one thing that we didn't have was a place where, as an end user, you could go and see your applications. And, And so for end users, that is the My Apps page. That's where they can go and see all the apps that they've consented to, and they can go in and remove that consent directly themselves uh, without having to get their it administrator for instance to, to do that removal and so with that collectors you mentioned the sharepoint one i know
0: a lot of the feedback we get from the community on yammer was around the discoverability of the sharepoint mm-hmm. app so yeah. as i add a sharepoint app to a, a site it's showing up in the site contents page but sometimes like i might have added an app to one site and forgotten where it was so yeah. Yeah is the idea that one, when we get that collector, discoverability is easier.
2: Yeah, definitely, that, that's the main goal. Uh, and we were seeing that feedback as well. People love SharePoint apps and they're adding them and, and their colleagues are adding them to different sites, but they're having to really manage that with different bookmarks to different levels of the sites. So what we want is to just be able to uh, not only have access to those apps uh, from the My Apps page, but the ones that you use the most often, the ones you use every day, you can pin those to the Office 365 app launcher. Again, that's the the thing when you click in the button in the top left and you see it uh, fly out over the workload. So you'll be able to launch into those apps, and it really helps with uh, with the discoverability, and that's great for users, and that's great for the developers as well who are building these apps.
0: Yeah, so I think hopefully that for people listening, you know, there's a lot of talk around the SharePoint app model being dead and all, all the rumors there around they're focusing on the Office 365 APIs and MyApps. Um, you know, these guys are focusing on keeping those stories so that it's it's level. And I think the way I've explained this before on other shows is that, you know, if we waited till we had that story complete up front, we would be a lot further in, in the future and before we shipped this MyApps functionality. And so I think the way they approach it with the kind of the MVP side of things where you're, you're getting that story out the door and then we'll come back and add those additional things is kind of the way that you guys seem to be working more uh, these days rather than kind of the, the three-year ship cycles of get it all polished
1: before you push the button. Yeah, I think it was a, that's a good way of describing it. In the past, we shipped every three years. By the time you would see it, all the pieces of the puzzle were sort of like were laid out and you could see how all the pieces would relate to one another. Now that we're shipping things twice a year. We, you, you get to see more of the incremental buildup in some of the some of our internal dependency management where in order for us to deliver on a certain capability that we, that we want to deliver, we have to wait for other teams and Microsoft to complete their work. And so we're not yet able to essentially deliver the, 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 the final components on our side that kind of makes the whole story hang together. And so what, what you see is you see Things kind of delivered in a more incremental way, and sort of driving towards the ultimate vision. Yeah, and so for people to find out more,
0: Mauricio's video from TechEd Europe where he went through and explained all this is available on uh, dev.office.com/training. It's about an hour long, and it kind of goes through kind of setting up a, a web application and getting that running and getting that told to show in the in the My Apps page, which you can then pin. Other people that have been writing about this, Shaq, who we've had on the show quite a few times. This week he seems to be on a roll. He must be having a bit of a hiatus from his his normal day job because he's been basically documenting how to take an ASP.NET, MVC app, and essentially from start to scratch, almost like a hands-on lab, get that running and and follow that flow too. Um, Because there have been some updates to the Visual Studio tooling. So he's pushed that out and I'll make sure that gets in the show notes this week as well. And then in addition to that, we have got some MSDN documentation, very, very close to being published. Which goes into the, this in more detail around my apps and OpenID Connect and some of the kind of the explanations that we've gone through in the show of like how you get these things into the my apps page. So uh, we'll keep an eye out on that for this for the show too. So um, where are we going to see you next? What is the next big event for you
1: guys? Well, we're gearing up for Build. We hope to make some uh, exciting new announcements there. So you'll be down in San Francisco for that. Yeah. It's coming around pretty
0: quick. Yeah. The uh, end of April timeframes is uh, I'm just kind of sitting in Mauricio's office and he's got his whiteboard up there of <laughs> build and a great big list of features, which I won't read out of. <laughs> Thanks for I, not reading it. Yeah. That. <laughs> I'm assuming the numbers of priorities or some like degree of whether you think you're, they're going to make it or not. But um, <laughs> it's a pretty cool list. <laughs> I look forward to getting you on the show to talk about some of those things. Awesome. <laughs> he's looking at me, shaking his head, going, don't you dare read that list out on the show. <laughs> Some things we have to kind of keep quiet just so we have something to reveal and be, to give a little bit of a surprise factor at these events, I guess. That's right. Especially when we're competing against teams like Windows 10 and HoloLens. That's, yeah. You know, that made a lot of news. Yeah. So um, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you. We will most definitely get you on again to talk a little bit more about kind of as this stuff evolves and, and as we kind of get further and apart with some of these other things on the whiteboard as well, we'll jump in. I've got Roland on the show the week after this actually... another peer of Marcio and Rob Howard talking about apps for Office and where we're going with that with the iPad and Android and Windows 10 versions of that client. And I know you there's a bit of a matrix going on with you guys now where you're not just now kind of the life cycle guy, but you're also doing some other things as well. So that's that's been interesting. In
1: a future podcast. Yeah, yeah,
0: because that just totally confused me now. Like it used to be very easy to know which one of you three guys to go after. And I'm pretty sure you put this matrix in place to confuse us. But. <laughs> I'm sure it's not easy your end either. <laughs> um, so, again, thanks very much for being on the show, guys. And um, we'll uh, make sure we get all the show notes on blogs.office.com to click through to sort of all the references and stuff we talked about today. All right, thanks yeah. for having us. Thanks, guys. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you check out dev.office.com for all of your Office 365 developer needs. All the links from the show are in the blog post on blogs.office.com/wackdev, where you can find the latest news about Office 365. If you have any ideas for new shows or questions for us, please join us in our Yammer group in the Office 365 Technical Network. Have a great week, guys, and keep coding on Office 365.